This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 864, June 7, 2022. We hit 103 degrees on this day in 2011 and 35 degrees on this day in 1998. So in 1998, the kids probably weren't swimming, but in 2011, the kids were swimming, and I hope on a beach kept free of weeds and algae by Aquaside, a White Bear Lake company that's been keeping swimming beaches free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years. A great line of products manufactured right there in White Bear Lake. These products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the, e, uh, the EPA and the DNR, and their products are completely safe for you and your family and the Lunker, the Lunker Muskies. No need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem, get you the right products, and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media. Hi. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Every Coffee. Every day. Every day. <laughs> Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Kelsey uh, forwarded to me uh, Crime Watch Minneapolis on Twitter. Carjacking, suspect still on site. 2800 block of Humboldt Avenue South. Suspect, several BM, I suppose that's black males, yep. in masks and hoodies. 2014 black BMW. The car has a manual trans- transmission and they can't get it into gear. <laughs> but um, boom, boom. <laughs> uh, speaking of them, by the way, uh, them being, being Crime Watch, the people that run yeah, Crime Watch, yeah. they had a fantastic thread because of all the people calling out for new gun laws and whatnot. Basically saying, well, yeah, you can have all the gun laws you want, but when the the prosecutors are just basically having a turnstile with these violent offenders, what's the point? Yeah. But it's a great thread. If you want, I, I retweeted it this morning. I stumbled on a word yesterday I should not have stumbled on. Denouement. I'm, I called it. Denouement? Uh, denouement. I saw denouement. No, it's uh, denouement. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's major <laughs> dengue. Thank you, uh, yeah. Bob. Major dengue. I just have regular dengue. Yeah. Just regular? What's it mean? The client, uh, the... The ending. The Finality. Yeah. I thought it was denouement. denouement. Okay. You don't pronounce the E-N-T. You would say denouement. 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 It's denouement. FYI, Chris Hill writes, was out to Yellowstone National Park last week. Yellowstone Lake 
still had ice on it. There were a few oh, places wow. that were still closed Ooh. due to snow. It was nice to be out and seeing this great park. And I got the neatest thing sent to me by Scott Mature. I suppose I could have looked it up. Well, uh, what? Oh, nothing. We're Go plowing ahead. through material, aren't we? Right? I, I just, uh, <laughs> you know. And down the stretch they come. Did you get any letters from anybody that said, like saw the St. Louis Arch or, I don't know, Disney World or <laughs> Six Flags? Or, God, what the hell was that letter? <laughs> I just drove by the Arch a couple weekends ago. You guys want to hear about it? I've got 144, 140 years of uh, the records in each state for its highest, uh, Scott Matura said this, its highest temperature and its lowest temperature. And it's just parrots exactly what we've been doing over the years. Sometimes your state might have its record in 1910. Sometimes it might be 2011. So I'm going gonna, gonna to hang on to it. I was going to say, are we going to start introducing a different city each day? <laughs> no, Albuquerque. I'll, I'll give you Minnesota. West of the Rockies. I'll give you Minnesota. You just uh, did them. No, this is the records for the day. I mean, for the for the you know state. For the state. Ah. Minnesota, 115 degrees on July 29th, 1917. And 60 below in Beardsley, Minnesota on Feb 2, 1996. I should have kept my mouth shut. Remember the early days of the podcast when Joe was uh, upset because we didn't have Dave Dahl and he wasn't able to do the records? Yeah. And I like a like the smart smart guy I am. I said, "Hey, uh, Joe, why don't you just do them before the show as we start the show?" Yeah. And Joe's, oh, that's a great idea. Uh, and here we are, nine hundred shows later, and uh, yeah. What is this one? Eight sixty one. This is eight six four. Eight sixty four. Uh, to corroborate five three zero nine. To corroborate Victor Davis Hanson's. <laughs> realization that ideology is driving us not policy the u.s army is considering letting soldiers change base if the local laws offend their choice of gender <laughs> i read a bunch of him yesterday uh, what Isn't a he great, great great thinker yeah. love that guy yep the u.s army apparently interested in furthering its recent ju- journey into wokeness is considering a policy called a compassionate reassignment permitting soldiers to request a transfer to a different area if they feel state or local laws discriminate against them because of their gender. In addition to gender, sex, religion, race, or pregnancy could be cited as discriminatory by the service member looking to move. The policy would ostensibly sanction soldiers to declare that certain states are too racist, too homophobic, too sexist, or otherwise discriminatory to be able to live there safely and comfortably, military.com reported. Uh, okay. <laughs> Since it was mentioned, and I'm still within my time limit, Rook, would that, would that be correct? Yep. Uh, speaking of the first podcast. Hello, not, everybody. No, no, stop practicing. <laughs> Jack and Lori. I've been doing this 100 no, years. Act right. like it. Did it start? Wait, go, oh, hit the play. Where's John at? I'm not ready yet. <laughs> Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. We're preparing for turn that, Turn that off. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We that had was, fun. Joe did not. That no. was a plane no. rolling down the run, runway that had yet to be built. I remember you, you were looking around the studio going, well, now what? What do I do? I had no bleeping idea. <laughs> so we're podcasting. The White House on Monday reminded Americans frustrated with record high gas prices that the cost of fuel was even higher in foreign countries. Oh. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre responded, and she'll be coming up here in a moment, uh, Chris. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, Gene Pomp responded to questions about high gas prices during the daily briefing by noting it was really important that people understood that prices were higher across the globe. She noted that gas prices in the European Union were eight fifteen a gallon. Prices in Germany were $8.88 a gallon, and prices in Canada were $6.23 a gallon. Oof. This is a global challenge. This is something that everyone is feeling across the globe, she said, arguing that gas prices had risen as, as a result of Putin invading Ukraine. And as uh, uh, We don't know that. And as Jordy knows, someone should tell Jean-Claude Van Damme there's a reason other countries have high gas prices. They're not major oil-producing countries. We are, or would be, if we were allowed to. There is no comparison and no excuse. The White House also, not the White House, the president uh, has invoked the Defense Production Act uh, to make it easier to acquire solar panels. Is there a crisis on our hands, Joe? There is, actually. Hmm. Well, is there? Uh, Discuss. Fox Business has a reporter named Edward Lawrence, Ed Lawrence, and he... <clears throat> Well, let me let me preface it by telling you that the Defense Production Act, uh, September 8, 1950, uh, back then it was in the hands of adults, and it was basically so Truman could go to the Ford Motor Company and say, could you please build me some tanks? We've got a deal going here in Korea and the Cold War firing up, and, and it's been used uh, many times since for nothing having to do with the military. Uh, Barack Obama used it to force telecommunications companies under criminal penalties to provide detailed information to the Commerce Department's Bureau of Industry and Security on the use of foreign manufactured hardware and software in the company's networks. Trump used it uh, to classify two sets of products as critical to national defense. The first referenced items affecting aerospace structures and fibers, radiation-hardened microelectronics, radiation test and qualification facilities, and satellite components and assemblies. The second referenced items affecting adenovirus vaccine production capability, high-strength, inherently fire- and ballistic-resistant, copolymer aramid fibers industrial capability, secure hybrid composite shipping container industrial capability, and three-dimensional ultra-high-density microelectronics for information protection industrial capability. <clears throat> uh, this Ed Lawrence guy, he's, he talks to Corinne Jean-Pierre. And I think he asked a really brilliant question. What the hell is the, uh, what's, this, what's the emergency? On the Defense Production Act that was announced uh, today, the president, what, what, taking a step back from that, what emergency is the president using to invoke the Defense Production Act? Because historically it's been in the 1950s uh, for the, the Korean War during COVID it was enacted. What emergency is it, or what's the real emergency in the solar industry for the Defense Production Act? Um, so let me, uh, I was going to say first, the president, you know, when he takes the Defense Protection Act, it's to make sure that he's delivering for the American people. Uh, it is an important tool that he has used a couple of times and it has been incredibly effective. So for this particular Clean Energy Defense uh, Production Act, uh, he is invoking the Defense Production Act to rapidly expand per, uh, domestic production. She's reading all this, uh, by the solar way. Solar panel parts, building ins insulation, heat Poorly. pumps, and more. He is putting the full force 
uh, of the federal government's purchasing power behind supporting American clean energy manufacturers. And he is providing U.S. solar uh, deployers uh, the short-term stability they need to build clean energy uh, projects and deliver more affordability energy to American families. She's and reading a press release. Altogether, from the Department uh, these of historic energy. actions will cut costs uh, for American families, strengthen our power grid, and tackle the climate crisis. And with a stronger clean uh, energy arsenal, the United States can be an even stronger partner to our allies, especially in the face of Putin's this war is, in Ukraine. It's all a crock of bulls. Right. Of course it, it it's all a bull. And she didn't mention anything about the tariffs. And by the way, keep in mind, she also didn't do one thing. Answer the question. No. Right. 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 One job. But listen to what this... Defense Production Act of 1950, listen to what it contains. The act contains three major sections. The first authorizes the president to require businesses to accept and prioritize contracts for materials deemed necessary for national defense. Solar powers have nothing. Solar panels have nothing to do with national defense. Right. Regardless of the loss occurred on the business. The law also allows the president to designate materials to be prohibited from hoarding or price gouging. The law does not state what what would occur if a business refuses or is unable to complete a request on time. However, any person who performs any act prohibited or willfully fails to perform any act required by the Defense Production Act may be charged with a felony that results in a fine of up to $10,000 or imprisonment for up to one year or both. The second section authorizes the president to establish mechanisms, such as regulations, orders, or agencies, to allocate materials, services, and facilities to promote national defense. The third section authorizes the president to control the civilian economy so that scarce and critical materials necessary to the national defense effort are available for defense needs. The act also authorizes the president to requisition property, force industry to expand production and the supply of basic resources, settle labor disputes, control consumer and real estate credit, establish contractual priorities, and allocate raw materials toward national defense. There is no emergency regarding solar panels. And the climate. Not only that, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth here. On one hand, he likes, he supports U.S. trade laws in the Commerce Department and likes the fact that we make it here in the United States. On the other hand, he's um, lifting these tariffs. That he, that, that he reimposed as recently as February. Yeah, let me go back to yeah. um, a couple of really interesting articles in the business section, one on Sunday and the other one today. If I go to the Sunday piece... Uh, the, the paragraph I have circled, former President Donald Trump in 2018 slapped tariffs on solar panels made in China, the world's largest panel producer. In February of this year, President Joe Biden extended those tariffs for another four years. Then you jump ahead to this piece in the business section today. Mm-hmm. Not one mention of the fact that Biden extended that, uh, those tariffs for another four years. It's just him invoking the uh, Defense Production Act right. and other executive actions um, so we can get these supplies into the United States. So let me see if I got this straight. Check yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Break, Break it down. Go ahead. Break Take it down. Take a swing. You Take mean to swing. tell me mm-hmm. that in order to pursue this fanciful green ideology, mm-hmm. we're going to turn to China? Yes. <laughs> And lift the tariffs yes. on the importation of 
Chinese-produced solar equipment. How does that help the American manufacturer? Are there, are there American, obviously there are American solar panel manufacturers, but maybe they need certain parts that can only be obtained from China. Right. Well, not everybody in the solar industry uh, agrees with this. First Solar Inc. Um, is one of them that disagrees. They're a major solar panel, panel manufacturer said that freezing tariffs would grant unfettered access to China's state-subsidized solar companies for the next two years, and that using the Defense Production Act is an ineffective use of taxpayer dollars and falls well short of a durable solar industrial policy. They call this a Band-Aid, basically. I'm, I'm seeing a future when— Imagine— when we're all going to be blinded by the glare from a nation covered in solar panels. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up from Sunday's piece. Mm-hmm. Solar energy still minimal. Um, and it says this is a graph with sources of Minnesota's electricity generation 2021 mix. Coal accounts for 27% of the energy produced. Nuclear second at 24. Wind comes in at 22 and natural gas at 21. You go down to solar, the next one in line, 3%. 3%. Even wind produces way more than solar. Look how, course, look how cumbersome they are. Of course, I think people would come back at me in that graph by saying, well, that's because we don't have enough solar panels. And then that's where your line figures in. We're going to have these things all over, and I love how they call them gardens, Joe. They're, yeah. they're solar <laughs> gardens. Solar gardens. And by the way, um, Reavers, you drove across Minnesota, across, mm-hmm. excuse me, let mm-hmm. me say it correctly, across <laughs> uh, Minnesota and Iowa. Joe, the amount of windmills is yep. stunning. Mm-hmm. Wow. When you make the trip through Des Moines or west of Des Moines, down to the Missouri border, they're everywhere. Joe, it's all over southern Illinois and Indiana mm-hmm. and Iowa and southern Minnesota. It's just incredible. I don't think Biden has any ideology. I think he's parroting what he's been told. To, so we, we're back to wondering who's really running the country. Absolutely. He's a puppet. It's, Absolutely. Not, it's not plausible that the country we know can be sustained dur- Given this shift to green energy, it, A, it's going to take decades. Right. B, it's incredibly expensive. Unsightly. C, unsightly. D, we have to rely on China, uh, whose environmental safeguards are considerably weaker than virtually any other country in the world. Which means E, we're effed. So yeah. who, who is driving this? Because this is the end of the United States. I, and I'm no longer, that's not hyperbole. This is, you, you have these incompetent people in place who are not taking seriously the cost of gas, the, co- uh, the, the, the absence of baby formula, the cost of food. We have to import it. The cost of energy. They, <laughs> You know, if you, I suppose you could find some people that say, "Why don't you take the Defense Production Act, Biden, and go stick your nose in the company and the uh, oil companies and wonder why the prices are so high?" 
There's now a that's yeah, that's a story. There's a school of thought out there that the uh, hmm. that the gas comp, the gasoline producers are uh, enjoying record profits. Mm-hmm. 30, 35 billion in the first quarter. quarter of the year. Wow. That's profit, not not earnings. That's profit. Meanwhile, we how had many, a com- how, Sorry, Ken. No, go ahead, Chris. Uh, how many of the how many companies, John? Do we know? Five. The top five. The companies top five. Thirty-five billion. Wow. Profits. Okay, but yeah. hang on. So gas is now four fifty a gallon. Mm-hmm. Is the is the gas that's being pumped by Amoco or whoever? Did they just raise the prices, or are we seeing? Uh, we don't have truck drivers. We don't have. It's, uh, pr- it's based on futures, um, futures predictions and um, supply are, and demand. Yeah, the gas prices we're paying today are. Um, God, so they so just randomly say, "Oh, let's go to four fifty a gallon well, right well, now." Well, well it's no. not random. No. It, it's not like that. It's based on futures, what they think it's going to be. And they, think, the, and they think a barrel of oil is going to cost considerably more come autumn. So right. Scott sent us all an email. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. There is a city in Northern California that just hit ten bucks a gallon. Mm-hmm. Paul Sushi said getting... it said it best two hours ago. Five days ago, five nineteen. Today, five forty nine. When do we fight? Ooh. Uh, oh, hello, Kareen. How are you, Kareen Jean Pierre? Said Biden is putting the full force of the federal government's purchasing power behind supporting American clean energy manufacturers. And he is providing U.S. solar employers the short-term stability they need to build clean energy projects and deliver more affordable energy. That's, you realize what was just announced there? You fossil fuel manufacturers, we no longer want to do business with you. Mm Mm-hmm. When we should be doing the opposite. But why? Why are you going to China? Uh, why don't you? Well, how many thousands of jobs could be created by ramping up fuel well, production? Well, we said it yesterday. Who, there's someone that's that's sitting on making a pile of money, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, as John mentioned, thirty-five billion in record profits with five of the largest manufacturers right now. Remember that we have we had two surveys um, done of the American people here in the last month and a half, asking the asking the American people where our priorities are, and the whole Green New Deal nonsense at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. At the bottom, we as Americans don't give a rat's ass. Nope. Tr- Trump at least used the uh, the act to coerce businesses to make ventilators and swabs and stuff. Yeah, because of the. Yeah. Yeah. Of the pandemic. Yeah. And he was probably shouted down by the left, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and the Democrats are all on board. Three cheers for Biden using the DPA to expand domestic manufacturing of tol- uh, solar panels, tweeted Senator Jeff Merkley, a Democrat from Oregon, who wrote, the action could improve American energy independence. Well, uh, we don't know that, that guy. I guarantee you has never sat down in a coffee shop and talked to his constituents and had to deal with somebody who can't afford to heat their house right. and can't afford to pump gas to get to their stupid job. And it's be- he never has to talk to his constituents. And it's because Kenny, we now have become a country where we just have to sit in our corner 
and abide by our policy in our corner. No, we, we're a country that's now being governed by executive orders and emergency declarations. And ideology, like you said yesterday. Yeah. Let's uh, take a pause. Okay, but first, how about if I tell you about our friends at Mosquito Shield? MoShield.com, boys. That is the website. Listen. We're happening upon mosquito season right now. I noticed a few in the backyard, but guess what? Mosquito Shield's going to take care of them. It's Ray and Mike. They're a father and son team that operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. And here's why it's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. And it was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. It's used exclusively by the company. You just can't go buy this on the shelf. They focus on mosquitoes and ticks only, and they are going to take great care of your yard. I'm a satisfied customer and will continue to use Mosquito Shield forever. They come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, and they do so until the mosquitoes and ticks go dormant, and they stand behind their work too. If for any reason you need them in between applications, they will do an additional service call at absolutely no charge. They want you to choose when it's time to go inside, not the mosquitoes and the ticks. Go online right now, moshield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. Or just give them a call directly at 612-619-1556, MoShield.com. Tell them you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I know you've been dreaming about it, those upgrades around your place, bathroom, kitchen, basement, siding, roofing, deck, patio, big, small, indoor, out. Whatever it is, get a hold of Chris right now and get the bid ball rolling. AimHighConstructionMN.com is where we start, and I know you've been thinking about it. You're not going to hurt anything by just getting uh, getting the bid ball rolling with Chris. Get his crews uh, for your project, e- even if it's just a mythical project at this point. Have Aim High run the numbers so you'll know, you know, ballpark figure where you're at. Then when fall comes around, maybe winter, if it's an indoor product, Aim High can Aim High can handle it. They can do virtually anything deck-related, anything roof, siding, windows, throw-on addition, remodel. I don't care. Build a brand-new house. They can do it. Uh, AimHighConstructionMN.com. I used them. I'd use them again. They're fantastic. Chris and his crew, all they care about is quality work and satisfied construct, uh, customers. AimHighConstructionMN.com. John, in your uh, upcoming news, do yes. you have the news of the uh, tremendous success of a new cancer treatment for rectal cancer? Uh, what do you call it? Colon cancer? Colon cancer? I do not. Twelve people were a, were a test group, every one of them had that cancer disappear. You're wow. kidding. Wow. Yeah, find man. that, John. I'll move on to other things, yep. but you find that. It's, it was on uh, the propaganda page of today's paper. Yeah, it was on was the propaganda not? page, I think. Yeah. Page, page two. two. <laughs> okay, Paul. Wow. Was it nice. yeah. a serious question? Was it they were so far gone that they said, what do I have to lose by trying this? I only saw the headline and have been so busy Test, uh, following the destruction of the country that I didn't. Okay. <laughs> and it's important following the destruction of the country to uh, report on something as positive as that. Well, I was going to say, because with the destruction of the country, you'd think that they'd say, ah, to hell with it. Yeah, Let it take me out, you know? U.S. climate envoy John Kerry has warned European leaders the war in Ukraine must not prolong dependence on coal and countries must move much more quickly to ditch fossil fuels. You're an angry man, aren't you, John? Is he ever going to go away? The head of climate talks opening this week in Bonn, Germany. How are you going to get there? Mr. Kerry strongly criticized countries for failing to meet the goals they set at the 
COP26. Speaking to the BBC, Mr. Kerry said further dependence on coal would mean we are cooked. We're baked? Yeah. I'd like to be right now. He claims the uh, world is not moving fast enough to slash emissions of climate-altering greenhouse gases. We can still win this battle, Kerry said. (laughs) But doing so will require a wholesale elevation of effort by countries all around the world. The climate conference in Bonn, it's a U.N. deal, begins today and marks the halfway point between... You know what? I might run for office for just one reason. To pass a get a bill passed to kick the UN out of this country. Good luck. That'd be oh, a pleasure to run at. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, one of them their uh, climate deniers. That's uh, his deal. <laughs> the UN's climate change conference in Bonn begins today and marks the halfway point between the UK hosted COP26 summit and the COP27 conference in Sharm el Sheikh, Egypt, in November. Boy, they love to travel around, don't they? Yep. <clears throat> The U.N. build the talks is occurring against a backdrop of accelerating climate impacts and geopolitical tension. Uh, so he's working for us, correct? So we're paying for his fuel bill, are we not? Kerry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got cars and boats and motorcycles. Yeah, and we're pumping that gas, right? He's oh, a motorcycle guy, yes. isn't he? Yeah, well, Put, he putting was. it on our card, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Great. Well, in climate. addition to that, it, well, stay, stay right here with the climate. Uh, yesterday we had the uh, uh, L.A. now has a chief heat officer. Ah. <laughs> Is it the heat miser? Yeah. I'm Mr. Heat What's miser. the line from former President Bush? When the heat got on, you dug yourself a hole. That's right. All right, now we go to the state of Maine. 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 Beautiful Maine. M-A-I-N-E. Live free or die. The Maine climate. Don't tread on me. The Maine Climate Council, created by Governor Janet Mills, is considering a proposal, a proposal to pay disadvantaged people and overburdened Maine residents to attend meetings to ensure procedural equity in the government planning process to address climate change. Oh, my God. Uh Oh, my God. Problem solved. Problem solved, right? The council's equity subcommittee, which was created last year as part of the state's four-year climate action plan, has submitted its 2022 report, which states that all state policy program and other decision-making processes should enable equitable participation from disadvantaged and historically underserved communities. Because I guess if you're uh, disadvantaged or you're historically underserved, you've got some really great ideas how to tackle this crisis, yes. and we'll we'll pay you to show we up. We got it. Got you covered. Is this on par with paying criminals not to shoot each other? Yes. Okay. In order to ensure equitable participation, the subcommittee recommends providing stipends to frontline and disadvantaged community members for their time, which can help members of these communities take time off work or away from other critical activities to participate in decision-making processes as well as providing transportation and child care in order to allow overburdened Maine people to attend meetings and participate in climate decision processes. This is more preposterous than I imagine. The Climate Council's Energy Working Group met to discuss the subcommittee's recommendation on Thursday in which members 
argued that measures could break down barriers for low-income families to participate in government decisions surrounding environmental justice. Ideology, Such. Have you guys ever worked somewhere? No. That um, something ran pretty simplistic. It was pretty simplistic in its process, but then mm. other people started to get involved. <laughs> oh, boy. And it, and it made it kind of a lot worse once yeah. more people got involved. Yeah. That kind of is what it, this feels like a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Endless well, emails. Yeah, just yes. a constant flow of what, what was yes. I originally looking for in here anyway? Right. Bright yeah. ideas. Yeah. Chief heat officers and climate panels, that's just another way to expand and bloat the government. CC all. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get an email. No, no you're going to get 20 emails. <laughs> Maine, huh? Maine. Let me look at Maine just for the all of it. Maine. Well, they've got to be close to being underwater by Deer now. Dear go. Dear go is their motto. It means I lead. Maine. Hmm. The state of Maine's record high is 105 degrees on July 10, 1911, and its record cold disease was it was in cold disease. Yep. Uh, its cold temperature was in North Bridgeton, Maine, 50 below on January 16th, 2009. Oof. That's a lot of climate change, yeah. man. And I've given been. you, I've given you my uh, lilac update, haven't I? They're at full fragrance, and uh, it's the same time every year. What is the ch- same is time every year? Chief climate is what? Right there. Chief climate officer? What is it? Chief heat officer. Heat Chief officer. heat officer. Heat. I I'm seeing the heat miser. I don't know from what the, heat the year miser. without a Santa Claus. Don't, don't you guys remember that? My no. God! Oh sure! Here. Yeah, yeah. The heat miser. Yeah. Right here. I, I remember him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you've watched your kids' shows. The year long. without a Santa Claus. Yeah, and then Heat Miser, <laughs> uh, and then his brother's the like Jack Frost. Joe, and that they was tried a, to get it to snow. That was a, just a simple prediction of things to come because that's what we're going to have if this yeah. uh, climate thing runs uh, unchecked. They're going to what? They may have to cancel Christmas. Thank you. He got it in in June. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. Joe, today's Wall Street Journal is full of ways a GL girl like me, going back to the 90s, is forced to do some linking about the mystery. One of the articles is about solar panels and the need for Biden to invoke yet another of his emergency powers to lift tariffs. And the other is about virtual bars where you can't actually drink and you're not actually with other humans. How to link them to the mystery? Emergencies used to be reserved for life and death situations. For Mysterians, it's now anything that provides a power grab that will further the power of those on the third rail. Mr. Biden says the need to invoke his latest emergency powers on lifting solar panel tariffs is due to extreme weather events caused by climate change and Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Kings. Kings. Well, the only one I want is the flashlight king from the fictional place called GL. Plus, we recently fought a war to get rid of one because we wanted to be free of the tyrannical rule of one person. Oh, we not recently fought a war. We already fought a war to get rid of a king because we wanted to be free of a tyrannical rule of one person. I see the granting of emergency powers as the biggest threat to individuals and our country. 
virtual bars. Why would a young person want to enter a bar where you can't drink or talk to other people and nothing is real? How about this? We've taught them that real life is too dangerous to experience. COVID was proof. School too dangerous. Seeing grandma was too dangerous. Talking or standing next to someone was too dangerous. Words are dangerous and violent. Metro meritocracy is dangerously racist and bars the worst. So we'll close them. No wonder virtual reality is gaining ground and seems preferable for so many. If anything can be an emergency, we will produce kings, tyranny, and the slow disintegration of the individual, along with the God-given rights bestowed upon us. Isn't that the true danger we face? Victor Davis Hanson, as you pointed out yesterday, calls this Sovietization. Chilling. Always pushing back and grateful for you and the guys, Kathy. Hmm. She's done a, She's done Camilla for us in the past. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Let's, uh, let's take a break and bring back John... Height. Okay, let's do that. But before we do that, <laughs> I want you to walk in my shoes, Joe. Smooth I want you to transition. walk in my shoes. And the shoes I want you to get. They're like size seven, right? Uh, they're pretty small. Yeah, they're pretty small. You got a little tiny feet? Six and a half, seven. I got, uh, I got 12s. 11 and a half are 12ers. And you know where I get mine? No. Well, I'm only going to go to Red Wing Shoes to have my feet properly measured. There's they make a couple a, of choices for me. You know what they do? They make a nice shoe. They make a really nice shoe. Red Wing stores or have experts in making sure okay. you get okay. the best fitting shoe this or is, boot possible. This is the moment I've been waiting for. The Red Wing Blacksmith Boot. Mm-hmm. Probably the finest work boot on the planet. I have always wanted to own a pair of Red Wing Blacksmith Boots. Well, all you have to do, Kenny is go to Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, St. Cloud. It's Red Wing Shoes. Step into a Red Wing store and get fit properly for those blacksmith boots. These things last forever. They're the best made, and I want you to know that they have experts that will help you find the right footwear, whether you're a blacksmith or a lame old radio guy living in North Minnesota. How's that, Kenny? Red Wing Shoes. Hurtful. The only place to go for your shoes Work is our work. Red Wing Shoes. I heard this one twice yesterday. Got it there. Yep. Come on, Joe. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. That one you heard already. Joe Suchere. The doors are open, and your motorbike (laughs) is sitting there waiting for you. In fact, the doors have been open at family-owned Moon Motorsports in Monticello for over 50 years now. And in that time, they've amassed 10 different brands of motorsports toys to amuse us all. And not just bikes. We've got side-by-sides, four-wheelers, sleds, Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Husqvarna, and I'll say it properly, Ski-Doo. Uh, and that doesn't even include the used machines. They've got quite the selection of used models. But if new is your thing, Moon has all the newest models in stock. And it's because of that deep inventory selection that Moon can source some of these hard-to-find machines that you might have been looking for or dreaming about. You've got to get on the website, moonmotorsports.com. Do a little cyber snooping for that next or, heck, maybe it's your first ride. Uh, and you know if you need parts, or service, apparel, gear, whatever – Moon Motorsports is the Midwest headquarters for all of the above. You've got to look for this giant cathedral of motorized entertainment. It's right there on the south side of 94, just west of 25 in Monticello, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Here's John Height. 
Uh, thank you, Joe. Uh, I will read that medical story immediately since yeah. uh, you wanted to hear it. Let's, yeah. let's do it first. A small clinical trial with 12 rectal cancer patients found a remission in 100% of them. That, according to a new paper published in the New England Journal of Medicine, all the patients took dostarlamab, a monoclonal antibody, every three weeks for six months. During follow-up, the cancer had disappeared on MRI scans, PET scans, biopsies, and physical exams. Wow. Dr. Luis Diaz Jr. is the senior study author, and he said, I believe this is the first time this has ever happened in the history of cancer. The study, which was sponsored by the drug company GlaxoSmithKline, was presented at the annual meeting of the American Society of Clinical Oncology. The study authors reported several surprises. None of the patients needed other treatments associated with rectal cancer, like life-altering surgery or chemotherapy, and none had clinically significant complications. Wow. Holy cow. Typically, about one in five patients have a bad reaction to drugs like that, which is a checkpoint inhibitor. The drug reveals cancer cells to the immune system, allowing it to identify and destroy the cells. Severe complications can often follow, including muscle weakness and a hard time swallowing. Cancer researchers agreed the results will need to be repeated in larger studies, mainly because this small study focused on patients who had a rare genetic signature in their tumors. The patients also had locally advanced rectal cancer, which had spread in the rectum and sometimes to the lymph nodes, but not to other organs. Hannah Sanoff, MD. So in other words, I'm sorry, Jet. So in other yeah. words, they were mm -hmm. really sick. Yes, yeah. very sick. Yep. Wow. Anna Sanoff is a doctor, oncologist at the University of North Carolina's Lineberger Comprehensive Cancer Center. Not involved in the study, but she did write in an editorial that the results are cause for great optimism. I would think she so. Said the study was small, and it'll take time to understand whether the patients will remain in remission. Uh, but she said it certainly is reason for positive thinking. Uh, the medication is expensive at this point; costs about eleven thousand dollars per dose. So. Hmm. How many doses wow. do you need? Well, they had what three a week for six week or six months? Did it say yeah. or three? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'd have to go back and look. Let me think look. about the cost. Um, what about other cancers? Have they tried it? They have not, according to the story. No. Right. But this will give them great impetus yes. to. Yeah. You know, every three weeks. I'm sorry, for six months is oh. the, the doses that they receive. We got to stop now. cutting off boobs. Gotta, let's get this handled. Come on. Yeah. Well, there was some I, I it was on Good Morning America today and I was only half paying attention, but there was some breast cancer uh, medicine that costs the treatment costs 14,000, but they're making some headway with it. Hmm. Hmm. You are in way too good of a mood, Joe. See why why, oh. why can't we make that affordable to the public? Yeah. Right. I want to play just a quick bit of audio. Yeah. This is from Democratic Senator Debbie Stabenow out of Michigan. Mm -hmm. She talked about driving from Michigan to Washington, D.C. recently. All right. Are you ready for this? Of uh, uh, gas prices after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle. I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international markets. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, and as the caption reads, just wait till she finds out how electricity is produced. Right. Well, um, we're at, you know, I, I've got to do a little uh, figuring here. Where I'm gonna, just going to say Detroit, right? Sure. Okay, let's figure out 
Detroit, Michigan. You go ahead, John. I'll get back to you with Oh, as far info. as how often did she have to stop to she charge the old that, cruiser? Did she? Yeah, she didn't mention that. And then uh, Washington, D.C., the final destination. Yes, Hold sir. On. Um, we may as well just stay with me here. That sounds yeah, like a like Reavers that. weekend. Um, <laughs> come on. You can come on. road trip. It's eight hours and six minutes, 521 miles. So in theory. She'd have to stop at least once. Yeah, she had to stop at least once. So somewhere maybe northern Maryland and then spend the night because, yeah, it takes eight hours to charge, does it not? At least. (laughs) Yeah. Depends on what outlet. But she said it specifically, I can't wait till we change. The president two weeks ago said the transition we're going through right now that no one asked for, by the way, Mr. President. I don't want to change. Yeah. Uh, in news closer to home now, two men are dead and others injured. And basically, it was just a shootout at a Coon Rapids apartment complex on Monday. According to the Anoka County Sheriff's officers, officers responded to the report of gunfire at 4.49 p.m. near 94th Avenue Northwest in Springbrook Drive. Emergency personnel arriving on the scene found three men had been injured. Investigators say they had gotten into an argument that led to an exchange of gunfire. One victim pronounced dead at the scene, the other victim taken to the hospital where he was later declared dead. The third man had minor injuries. Police say they're still trying to figure out exactly what happened. So both perps dead. It's it sounds like it. We don't know who the third well, guy it's was. A hell of a lot easier than just putting them through the system and churning them out the next day, right? <laughs> wow. So Fox Nine had a piece I saw Sunday Saturday excuse me, Sunday morning. Joe just watched before the show started. There is a house next to several frats on the U of M campus mm-hmm. that basically has yeah. turned into a gathering spot for 15-year-olds right. to just come start firing guns mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and the, the U of M barely acknowledging it. They it's boarded up the house finally. It's an interesting story. They've covered it in the paper, too. Yeah. Twin Cities-based Target is canceling orders from suppliers, especially for home goods and clothing, and slashing prices further because they need to clear out amassed inventory ahead of what they're calling the critical fall and holiday shopping seasons. This all comes after a pronounced spending shift, they're saying, by Americans, from investments in their homes to money spent on travel, nights out for dinner, and dressier clothes, a change that arrived much faster than major retailers had anticipated after COVID-19. The speed at which Americans pivoted away from pandemic spending laid bare in the most recent quarterly financial filings from a number of major retailers. Target reported last month its profit for the fiscal first quarter tumbled 52 percent compared with the same period last year. Sales of big TVs and small kitchen appliances that Americans loaded up on during the pandemic have faded. That leaves Target with a large inventory and that it said must be marked down to sell. And you will get a full in-depth report on that with Mr. Money Talk later. It's pretty interesting. Moundsview police warning residents to take precautions after at least seven bear sightings in the northern suburb. In a tweet on Monday, police advised residents to remove bird feeders at any outside food, secure garbage and clean off grills, and don't approach a bear if you spot one. The Department of Who Natural has Research. to be told that? Oh, well, are you me. kidding me, Reavers? <laughs> people have lost touch with That's nature. That's true, but my God. Yeah. People are getting gored by buffalo. Right. I had to take a selfie, though. With that big furry animal. (laughs) The Minnesota Department of Natural Resources documented all seven sightings on Sunday and Monday north of Moundsview Boulevard. That uh, retired Wisconsin judge, what a goofy story this is, man. 
fatally mm-hmm. shot in his home last week in an apparently targeted attack by an aggrieved former defendant, had attended law school uh, school in St. Paul. John Romer was a 1983 graduate of Hamlin University School of Law, which merged with William Mitchell College of Law in 2015. John, to John make, we call it Bill Mitchell, please. Bill. Bill oh, Mitchell. I'm sorry. Yeah. To create Bill Mitchell Hamlin School of yep. Law. Billy. The gunman suspected of killing Romer had a list that included Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, and Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers. Uh, Douglas K. Udy is 56 years old. He has not yet been charged. He's suspected in the killing. Udy was found in the basement of the home with a self-inflicted gunshot wound after attempts by police to negotiate with him. He's in critical condition. Wisconsin Attorney General Josh Call on Friday said the shooting appeared to be a targeted act. The gunman had selected people who were part of the judicial system. The judge, by the way, was uh, found tied to a chair. The governor was on the list, a few other people. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. St. Paul City Attorney has reached a settlement agreement with a former state legislator to end a defamation lawsuit that began more than four years ago. Former State Representative John Lesh, a DFLer from St. Paul, apologized last month for comments he made in 2018 about City Attorney Lindsay Olson in a letter to Mayor Melvin Carter. I said he learned that complaints against Olson that he referenced in the 2018 letter were investigated and not sustained. He wrote in the letter to Carter, moreover, none of the investigated issues involved complaints of prosecute, uh, prosecutorial misconduct or using her position. I am sorry for any embarrassment or discomfort that my comments in the letter may have caused Ms. Olson. Some Twin Cities media news. Last week, we found out uh, Jason DeRusha was leaving his morning WCCO television gig, and now we know why. He will host an afternoon radio show on WCCO Radio starting June 27th. A new gig starts just four days after he signs off for the last time as co-host of CCO's TV's morning show. The new show will be called, imagine this radio folks, Drive Time with Darusha. Hey, hey, look out, look out now, Tiger. It'll air from three to six weekdays. Does the, uh, the current afternoon show know that? Well, Jordana Green, who shared that time slot with Paul Douglas, will move to the 9 a.m. noon shift ah. for a show with Adam Carter. It's unclear how much she'll be able to work in the upcoming months. She told listeners in March her cancer has returned. Mm. And oh. Douglas will no longer have a regular show, but now he will become the station's chief meteorologist, so he'll be like Mike Lynch was. He's the, the chief past. heat officer. My question chief is, heat officer, yes. who is uh, who's my buddy uh, Dave? Who's he stuck with? Harrigan? Uh, what's yeah. he working Nine, nine I believe he's going to be the nine to still remain the nine so, to noon. Yeah, host. he'd be with Carter and Jordana Green then. Hang in there, Dave. <laughs> I haven't talked to Dave in a long time. Great guy. <laughs> yes, he is. Come, how he does come visit us uh, at the fair, Dave. Yeah. Come on. No, no, he walks because then he'll heckle us. We have mutual respect. Yeah. I'll stand in the crowd at CCO and wait for him to see me, and then I slowly yeah. reach up and scratch my forehead yeah. with my middle finger. And then a day or two later, I'll just be daydreaming up on the stage, and, oh, there's Dave out there giving me the bird. <laughs> That's how Dave and I communicate. The greatest line he had was when he was working with uh, Mike Superstar Morris. Yes. And he had to do a promo, and he said, are you going to be able to read this if I don't put it in crayon? <laughs> yeah, that was the best. It really was just... No, oh, I thought I always thought I had this great line that nobody could answer to until I met Harrigan. My line was, look, nobody hates me more than me. Yeah. And Harrigan dryly says, oh, don't be so sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck, Jason. Russian, yeah, Jay. <laughs> 
Russia claimed Tuesday it has occupied large swaths of eastern Ukraine after a relentless weeks-long barrage and the recent deployment of more troops. Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu said Moscow's forces have control of 97 percent of the Luhansk region. Russia has declared that fully capturing the entire Donbass, which includes the Donetsk and Luhansk regions, where Russian-backed separatists have fought the Ukrainian government since 2014, is its main goal in the invasion of the neighboring country, which began February 24th. Meanwhile, a federal judge in New York signed a warrant authorizing the seizure by the Justice Department of two jets owned by Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich. Those jets are valued at more than $400 million. Mm. He's a close friend of Russian President Vladimir Putin. It's a Boeing 787-8 Dreamliner and a Gulfstream G650ER, according to documents filed in U.S. District Court in Manhattan. Governor Kathy Hochul in New York signing legislation on Monday that would strengthen New York's gun laws. Ten bills in all. They include banning anyone under the age of 21 from buying or owning a semi-automatic rifle. The bills also aim to strengthen red flag laws and limit the sale of body armor to only law enforcement. Elon Wait, Musk. And, and yes, that does include deer hunting rifles. Mm-hmm. So if you're under uh, 18, you, go, you cannot buy one. Elon Musk now threatening to walk away from that uh, $44 billion bid to buy Twitter, accusing, uh, Twitter, accusing the company of refusing to give him information about its spam bot and fake accounts. Lawyers for the Tesla and SpaceX CEO made the threat in a letter to Twitter dated Monday that the company disclosed in a filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Lawyers wrote that Musk has repeatedly asked for the information since May 9th, about a month after his offer to buy the company, so he could evaluate how many of the company's 229 million accounts are fake. Nationwide average price for a gallon of gas hit a new record Tuesday, according to AAA. Uh, the average price for a gallon of regular gas in the U.S. now at 4.91. Minnesota's average as of this morning at 4.66. University of St. Thomas professor of finance David Vang said there are multiple reasons behind rising prices. He told our buddies at Five Eyewitness News, supply and demand, political uncertainties, and surpluses in previous years have created what he called a perfect storm. He said because we had a surplus last year and the cutback on production, they're not ramping up right now. There's kind of a misbalance with supplies not up to where uh, consumption levels are. Consumer advocate groups, as we talked about earlier, calling for oil companies to start using 12 million acres of leased U.S. public lands and more than 9,000 approved but unused permits. But the oil companies say regulatory processes, court decisions, and oil prices all play a role in when drilling can actually begin. Uh, we have a musician death, uh, died yesterday. Jim Seals of... Seals and Crofts? Yeah. Summer Breeze? Died at, yep. Died oh. at the age of 80. The cause of death not immediately given. Uh, Seals was the principal lyricist and singer behind eight top 40 hits for the band in the 70s. They rose as high to, as number six on the singles chart three times, once with Summer Breeze, once with Diamond Girl, and once with Get Closer. He stopped playing music in 2017 after he suffered a stroke. Summer Breeze became their breakout hit. They were huge stars. They kept on selling records while delving into surprisingly philosophical subject matter, including the often misunderstood Baha'i faith. 
Both 1975's I'll Play For You and 1978's Year of the Love went to number 18, and they even appeared at things like California Jam alongside the likes of the Eagles and Deep Purple. By the time they broke up, amid the rise of disco, punk, and post-punk, Seals and Crofts had notched four gold-selling albums and a pair of multi-platinum LPs. Uh, Jim and his wife, Ruby, moved to Costa Rica, where they raised three children and operated a coffee farm. The Seals and Crofts reunited mm. 11 years later, and again in 2004 when they released Traces. Uh, Seals, by the way, uh, you may or may not know, this was the older brother of the late Dan Seals. And Dan, of course, was England Dan. In Costa bleepin' Rica. <laughs> Who's England Dan? England Dan was Dan Seals, He's his saying, older brother. Uh, brother. And John Ford. And John Ford Coley. Remember, Coley. they had a bunch of hits. Yeah, they had a bunch of hits. I'm unaware of that. This is way too much time Joe, for government what's music. Joe, Girl? Um, Joe, you, you see the curtains hanging in the window in the evening on a Friday night. He just turned around. Yeah. A little light shining through the window lets, lets me know everything is all right. Yeah. Summer breeze makes me lead, feel uh, fine. Lead guitar by the fabulous Louis Shelton. What was Diamond Girl? Boy, this is a lot of information on uh, see the paper up group there. laying on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. A little here's music the, from the, the house the next your, door. Your washed up thing, Joe. So yeah, I walk up to the doorstep good, through the screen. Seals and Croft were horrible. That's yacht rock. Oh. That's yacht rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. so's let's see, Steely Dan, Sweet so's Days the of Dewey Summer, Brothers, so the Jasmine's in Bloom. July is dressed. Did you know up. Biden has imposed the Defense Production Act for <laughs> and playing so her tune. I, I don't care. Really. And I come uh, home. You got to learn to oh. leave that off from a hard day's work. <laughs> and you're waiting there. Let John, are you done? Uh, uh, well, I got plenty more we, if you want. We, well, we if Kenny'd be quiet, I'd like to hear some more news. We could have applied Summer your... breeze makes me feel fast. Yeah, Summer breeze is a great song, off. Joe. You're, you're nuts. I'm just leaving it at that. So is Diamond Girl, actually. I love also featuring Louis mm-hmm. Shell. I don't care. Something what was your phrase, Joe, about sports talk when we used to be on the radio? <laughs> a show in which everyone Five. was having their own conversation. <laughs> who it, wrote yeah. that song about uh, the girl and the guy who goes on the, <laughs> the ship girl and, and the guy. Not, never comes in because his love is the sea and all Brandy? that? Turn off his mic. The Brandy, same, you're a fine Turn day. off his mic. The looking He's glass, gone off yeah. the deep end. Back to the news now. The Justice Department on Monday charging the head of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tario, and four other leaders with seditious conspiracy. Wouldn't that basically be treason? Isn't that what St. Sure, Tario yes. Was? Yeah. In the January 6th U.S. Capitol attack, escalating still the in the Civil case War against the far-right extremist group. Most of the most aggressive charges brought by the justice... You want to talk some more about Seals and Cross, don't you, Kenny? I can no, I actually have something about this. <laughs> Keep going. Um, I, I lost my spot here. Uh, these are the most aggressive charges brought so far uh, by the Justice Department. Ontario uh, and co-defendants previously pleaded not guilty to an earlier slate of charges. My question for Such, the newspaper guy, why... And I guess I understand why they call the Proud Boys a hate group or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. But why do they refer to Antifa as anti-fascists and not Antifa, the hate group? That's what I don't understand about newspapers today. Because Antifa more comfortably fits the uh, template. Even though they wreak far more destruction. Exactly. Than these hoople heads mm-hmm. in the uh, Proud Boys. Well, except okay. for that, you know, except for that throwing over the government thing. That you know, I haven't forget about that one. No, well, well, I'm not I denying not, that. I'm not. not denying that, uh, John. But I think Katie's uh, saying give them both equal. 
distaste. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yes, please. Yes. Thank you. We did get a yeah. e- serious uh, newspaper question for you. I forget the email that sent it in, but I only read the Star Tribune online. I did not get a physical copy yesterday. Apparently, there was no mention of D-Day in the Star Tribune yesterday. Right. I didn't see anything. Uh, yeah. Was there, John? And I just I missed thought that. there was. Okay, because I, I, I'm just uh, asking the question on behalf of the listener. I did I'll not bet see there if... was. Okay. Yeah, I, that's uh, pretty big I'll to overlook. I'll run upstairs during the break. Hold on, I've there. got the front section here. <laughs> well, that's where it would be. Is it yeah, on the propaganda oh, yeah. page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. D-Day anniversary yeah. comes as a new war is okay. fought in yeah. Europe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, right, yeah, bottom of page the propaganda. Page two? Yeah. yeah, propaganda page. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In San Francisco, voters will decide today whether to recall a liberal prosecutor whom critics have accused of being too lenient. And in Los Angeles, usually deep blue, a billionaire ex-Republican in the mayoral race is betting that voters want tough talk on crime. In California's farm country, the GOP's most electable candidate under fire for his vote to impeach President Trump. A primary spread across California and six other states will further shape Democrats and Republicans' identities in the midterms. As established GOP candidates, some of them who have bucked Trump try to fend off challengers from the right, what? and as liberal contenders reckon with a backlash over their party's policies and messaging on public safety and growing concerns about crime. John, when we come back, I'll have more of that on okay. the uh, district attorneys in San Francisco and Los Angeles, yeah. what is shaping up to be a ray of hope. But first, I want to tell you, if you want to escape this noise, it's a world full of bad noise. You could head up north to Giants Ridge. Home to the legend and the quarry, two of the greatest Minnesota golf courses. You won't find two courses of this caliber in such close proximity for the price anywhere. Uh, and they got that neat fin cycle, kind of a single rider electric golf cycle. A 37-hole special underway now. Play the legend and the quarry. 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf uh, for one incredible rate with lunch on them between rounds at the Wakuda Grill where they have the finest and most peaceful overlook in all of northern Minnesota. Mm. And if you're thinking of it as a family vacation destination, uh, why not? There's water recreation, biking, hiking, the newest and largest lift-serve mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and more. But uh, that golf is fantastic. Few other golf facilities in the nation can claim more than one public course in Golf Digest Top 100 list. Golf Pass listed the Iron Range as a top 100 golf destination in the world in 2021 and golf digest has ranked it the best golf resorts in the midwest in 2022 the only minnesota course to have earned that honor see uh 3d course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at giantsridge.com book tea times online at giantsridge.com or by calling 218-865-8030 Stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. When you're making a move, though, you really have to be smart. You have to know when and when not to. And I'm going to give you a when not to, and that is cleaning out your gutters. Leave that to professionals. Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services can clean out the gutters, wash the windows, wash the house, and also wash the roof. You know that lichen? You know what lichen is? It's that black algae and moss that grows on your roof, and it can be removed with Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. 
They safety is their main concern when they're doing these services for you. That's why you need to give them a buzz right now. 612-888-5248. Get all those maple seeds and all those maple leaves out of your gutters. Clean up your windows. I had someone come out from Kahuna to give me a nice little estimate. They're very efficient and they want your business garage logicians. They specialize in safety. Ladders equipped with extra accessories that your typical ladders don't have like standoffs, soft rubber grip pads, leg levelers. Bottom line, it's safer and easier to have them do your cleaning when the ladder is needed. Will they come to me? They will bring the ladder to you, Such. 612-888-5248. Go to kahunawindowcleaning.com. Book a cleaning. Mention that you're a GLer. They waive the trip charge. Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. A Los Angeles deputy district attorney predicted that San Francisco DA Chesa Bowden will be recalled today and that his own boss will be next. I think tomorrow, this was written yesterday, Bowden is going to be recalled. And what I want to tell everybody and tell George Gascon, the Los Angeles DA, you're next. Uh, Tommy, uh, this guy's name is, uh, what's this guy's name? Rick. John Hatami. John Hatami, who is a deputy district attorney in Los Angeles, uh, he said, people of Los Angeles have had enough. Gascon is facing his second recall uh, effort since taking office in December 2020 when he immediately implemented a series of progressive reforms, including not seeking cash bail or the death penalty. His opponents have blamed him for the region's crime surge. I think that people need to realize that the way the situation is going, the best thing for everybody here in Los Angeles is to recall George Gascon and get him out of office, Tommy said. Even if you want some of the reforms that he wants, it's still I still believe it's better to get him out. Uh, there are many individuals who are willing to collaborate with others and come up with some good reforms, but reforms that don't sacrifice public safety, Tommy said. I think George Gascon has poisoned the well. A 2021 recall attempt failed to gather enough signatures by the filing deadline to uh, go vote. To recall, Gascon campaign uh, said it collected 500,000 signatures as of Monday, meaning 67,000 more are needed from registered voters by the July 6th deadline to put the recall question on the ballot. I believe he's one of the Soros-backed DAs who uh, is preposterously soft on crime, and it's resulted in the in the ruination of San Francisco under Bowden and uh, L.A. under Gascon. Well, let's hope the rest of America wakes up and starts doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Including here. Yeah. George Gascon is not only a narcissist, he refuses to collaborate with anybody, especially with people who disagree with him, Hatami said. I think a good mayor, somebody who promotes and considers safety and the unhoused crisis a priority, will really have a major impact on the city and also have a major impact as far as talking to the district attorney and telling them they need to hold people accountable for their actions. Uh, neither Bowden or Gascon wishes to hold people accountable for their actions right. because they are, they are ideologues and they're not driven by policy. Who's the ding-dong over in St. Paul that's uh, doing the same John thing? John Choi. There you go. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we need tougher gun laws, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm surprised in the state of Minnesota you can buy a semi-automatic when you're 18. It's a hunting rifle. No, I know. I'm just saying it's a semi-automatic, though. It's a not a modern. It's not an AR-15 platform. You know, uh, in New York, no. 
Well, in we, New York, uh, an 18-year-old can not, you know, you know, no. Well, I just heard the governor, Hochul, said you can't do that anymore. you got to be right. 21. Right, yeah. Hmm. And that shootout at the U of M that you were referencing? Yeah. Uh, I've seen the video of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids as young as 12. Well, it's a Wild West shootout. Yeah. Kids as young as 12 are in that video at 2, two o'clock in the morning, was that? 2 o'clock? 30 seconds of near-continuous gunfire from a shootout that left a 15-year-old boy with a gunshot wound uh, to his leg in an incident occurred that late Friday night by a troubled run-down property on Fraternity Row along University Avenue there. A bystander filmed the first video, which appears to show the victim and a security camera in a back alley by the property. Uh, film. A bystander filmed the first video and a security camera filmed the second, which shows a fleeing crowd and then a young man firing a handgun while other gunshots ring out in the distance. You know, the kid of a kid I used to have? Kid, yeah. Was at... Grandkid. Yeah. Was at the Bucks outdoor deal uh, during the playoffs. Oh, in Milwaukee, sure, yep. Remember the shootout? Oh, yeah. He's got yeah. it on... He, yep. he was there. It's on his phone. Jeez. You know, the, all, the threat of these gun laws, you know what they're doing, right? What? These things are flying off the shelf. Same with um, what they call large capacity magazines. You know what large capacity magazines do for guys like me? Hmm. Less reloading when you're on the range. It takes forever to stuff 30 rounds into a magazine. You fill up, you know, five of them. You, you go have your fun and shred some cardboard, and, and then you sit down to do it again. That's what large capacity magazines mean to guys like me. And those things are flying off the shelves. And the price has gone up from next to nothing, you know, up to absurd costs now. That's well, all All that does right now. Did you guys happen to see the, Brooke uh, mentioned Good Morning America. I saw a video this morning of one of the 11-year-olds that was in the school in Uvalde. I did not see that. Basically, he called out to the police officers, we're in here, as they were retreating mm-hmm. from the school. Mm-hmm. And we have no update, right, because they're refusing to cooperate? There, yeah. They even close the offices during the daytime business hours. Oh, that's convenient. You know what the bump city, stocks yeah. do to your accuracy? I there don't. isn't any accuracy. Because yeah. um, if you use them in a rapid um, fire deal, you walk it up. So yeah. you start down at the target, and by the time you're done bump stocking, which is like doing a disco, you walk it up in the air. Uh, you know, these are novelty items. <laughs> It's been like a war zone on weekend nights, Phi Sigma Kappa President Ben Thompson told Fox 9 on Saturday. He was in his room in the uh, next door when the shots rang out overnight. It's been crazy, Thompson said. Uh, big wave of violence in that neighborhood, and uh, it has the concern of the university. It's about, about half a mile from here? Yeah. Two mi- well, it, maybe a little it, more it has, the, it has the concern of Joan. Is it Joan Gable? Well, that's good. I mean... Is it Joan Gable? She's yeah. the president of yeah. the University yeah. of Minnesota. It has yeah. their concern. Is she o- okay over there in her uh, mansion uh, off the river? Is she okay there? I think she's all right. I okay. do believe, but, though, a part of that, uh, Jeremiah Ellison was also quoted in that particular story. Yeah. Well, that's not his district. I thought it was. I didn't think no, so. No, he's up north. Uh, he's. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see him in that story. Well, maybe yet, I'm Chris. Conf- maybe I'm confusing him with a different gun story in, in Minneapolis. Hold on, now I have to look. I've basically, he said right we here. have to get these guns off the streets, citing nothing of the behavior of the individuals. Right. Didn't Gable part ways with the Minneapolis Police Department? Sure did, Joe. Yeah. 
because she's an ideologue. She's not a. I believe that maker. happened shortly well, after. I mean, it's a given. She's in the failed academy. What the hell? I believe you know, that, that happened shortly after the weekend of George Floyd. Jeremiah's Ward Five. And, okay. Uh, not as far as I can tell, not linked up to the U. I apologize for getting my Minneapolis shooting stories confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there are a few of them, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. my fault. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Pumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling linemen's, where right now a zebra could be staring into their kitchen window. How cool is that? Uh, on this day in 1838, Ed Phelan uh, was spelled variously, and we, uh, we now know it as uh, Lake Phelan area. He uh, was discharged from Fort Snelling, and he st- st- staked out a claim in St. Paul near Ryan and Hill Streets. Lake Phelan and Phelan Creek are named for him. And on this day in 1839, Stanford Newell was born in Stan- to Stanford and Abby Lee Penniman in Newell in Providence, Rhode Island. What, what the hell was he? I don't care. Uh, in 1902, <laughs> the steamer Hadley rams the whaleback freighter Thomas Wilson near the entry to, to the Duluth Harbor. The Wilson sunk quickly and nine crew members drowned. Oh, boy. Oof. On this day in 1921, the Minnesota Cooperative Creameries Association, now known as Land Lakes, was formed. And on this day in 1958, musician Prince Nelson was born in Minneapolis. Uh, I think there's a big Prince night tonight at the Yankees game. Twins are home to the mm-hmm. Yankees. It's Prince night. Mm-hmm. And on this day in 1987... Is there anything all, bad you want to say about Prince? Well, since you're ripping Seals and Croft, what about Prince? No, I thought he was good. I thought he was one of the best guitar players I've ever seen in my life. I wish he would do more... I wish he did more rock and roll I was just going to say, but you didn't want him to do that funk stuff. I just did. I hated know. the funk junk. But he was so yeah. good at that. I know he was, but it's not my cup of tea. Honest to God. Hey, have you ever seen that video of him doing While My Guitar Gently Weeps? What? Only about a no. thousand times. Yeah. Hey, did you ever find out who the keyboard player is? Um, I have one report says it's Billy Preston, but you look at him, it doesn't look like Billy Preston. That so was I, me I who told you Billy Preston. No, there was there was one online too. After I you thought said it was that. a cracker, I swear it was a white guy. He's right at the no, very was, beginning the, of the of the. There's a white guy playing organ. That's Steve Winwood. Okay. On but this day, my favorite part, Such, is when he tosses the guitar <laughs> up in the air. You All don't planned. see it. You don't see it come down. And John says, "Well, you know, a roadie caught it." That's know. right. No, he had it. Was well, all planned to be caught. But, but <laughs> then a guy in front pushed him back on the stage. Right. No, that was before that. Oh. But after he tosses the guitar up so nonchalantly, he literally struts off the stage right. like I am the yeah. most badass guitar player on the planet. Yes, he is, and it was so cool. Yeah. So cool. On this day in 1987, August Wilson's play Fences won four Tony Awards, including one for Best Play. Born in Pittsburgh, Wilson moved to St. Paul in 1978 and soon began writing his award-winning plays, which chronicle African-American experiences during the 20th century. Thank you, that all you, that's, that's all you got? Joe, that's all, yeah. Joe uh, if I could get back to you just for a second on that fella you said you didn't care about. What did he ever do, Stanford Newell? Yeah. I, I see here he led the Pioneer Press Company. So, uh, <laughs> well, just, just a minute. Just saying. On this day you know. in 1839, Stanford <laughs> Newell was born to Stanford and Abby Lee Penniman Newell in Providence, Rhode Island. After moving to St. Paul, he would become an integral part of the city's development, huh. serving on the St. Paul Parks Board, founding the Minnesota Club, and leading the Pioneer Press Company. <laughs> 
He is best known, however, for his diplomatic work as the U.S. Minister to the Netherlands from 1897 to 1905. I, I retract my, uh, yeah. I'm and interested. I, I actually do have a, I have a question about uh, the first item you had, Phelan. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how big his claim was there around the shores of Lake Phelan? Was it 40 acres, 200 acres, 500 acres? Because I'm just wondering what it would take and how long... It would take to mow those acres with a Toro zero turn. Why don't you call mower. the parks board and ask them? What I want you GLers to do, um, because the four idiots that I work with, they all have lawns the size of a postage stamp that you could mow with a scissors. Uh, GLers, if you've got a big lawn, I-, I want you to stop into one of three locations for Tri State and just sit down on one of these um, my ride suspension machines that Toro makes. I, I know you've got a, a you've already got one. You've got a zero turn you love. I'm not telling you you have to buy it. I just want you to go in and sit down and see what it's like. And if you have a notion, talk to the sales guys about these incredible deals that Tri-State has going this week. A Toro's 60-inch Titan Max Zero Turn. Uh, MSRP, 8282 By the time you get the Toro discount and then you get the GLO only a Tri-State discount of 800 bucks, you're paying 6000 199 that's an amazing deal 26 horsepower five foot deck it's a zero turn mowing maniac if you want the one with the my ride suspension a 54 inch deck maybe a smaller lawn uh the toro promo price 6799 but again tri-state throwing that 800 dollar instant rebate at uglers for a low total of 5000 999 these things are sturdy heavy duty beasts that will tackle any yard size with ease you can see everything that toro makes in tri-state cells at tristatebobcat.com and a gift a father's day gift coming a week early from tri-state zero percent financing for 42 months and since you uh, you're so hungry for these toro mowers tri-state has decided to honor all the GL sales prices on Toros that they've had here in the last few weeks. Hudson, Wisconsin, just off Rice in Little Canada, Highway 13 in Burnsville, and TriStateBobcat.com. And by the way, it's pronounced Towson. Towson. I got it wrong again. It's yeah. a thousand. That's right. Oh. GLers, do us a favor. Subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. We are posting daily content for your amusement. You can also see us on all of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And of course, if you haven't done so already, please download the PodMN app for your smart device. Kenny just emailed me. Or no, he voicemailed me. What did you listen to? What, what song I, was that? <laughs> it was the one. Croft? GLers need to know what we're doing off the air. <laughs> Tormented Joe off the air God. and on voicemail with Summer Breeze. <laughs> that might be featured later today. Anyway, we'll do this again tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Don't be so sure. <laughs> It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up the phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold G. Hellers. Now's the time for you to do the same for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and call 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice from the man himself, Mr. Money Talk, who is on the line with us right now. And Josh, question for you. 
is retail going down? Well, if I looked at the market today, Chris, retail is going down, and it's going to go down big time. But there's plenty of opportunities in retail, not just in the big box stores, but also in some of the smaller companies. Today, before the market opened, heck, it might have even been late last night, Target, TGT, released a warning that it was going to take a hit on merchandise. They were going to heavily promote, i.e. discount, merchandise that didn't sell in the last last quarter or two quarters, and that they would take a hit to their margins, which would be cut this quarter, down to 2%. They did hope by clearing out much of this merchandise, particularly appliances, TVs, and other items, that they would be able to restock their shelves and put in merchandise that people were buying, whether it be food, sundries, and travel items and get ready for back to school, which would start in earnest in August. Target shares initially were down almost 10% on that news, and that did send or help to send the market lower initially today. And Target news prompted sell-off in Walmart, Costco, Home Depot, Lowe's, favorite Best Buy, and definitely favored Amazon. Let's just start backward. Amazon carries or doesn't hold a lot of inventory other than warehousing products that's getting ready to be shipped. Amazon unfairly being knocked down. And I think that's being knocked down because of all the indexing related to we'll say retail-specific index funds. Amazon is a big part of the retail index. Okay, Amazon's also part of several other indexes, but see that as it may, Amazon, which split their shares yesterday 20 for 1, is still, in my estimation, a big buy. And I do have a you know price target of that at $200 a share. Risk to Amazon, we've got an antitrust bill that is going through the Senate right now, written by our own Senator Klobuchar trying to limit companies like Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook from preferencing their product on their, and I do emphasize on their, website. That one I don't get at all, given the fact that other retailers, whether it's Walmart, Costco, Target, and any other food retailer, also preferences their own product in their stores and on their website. Shouldn't they be subject to the same rules as as Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google. Just a question here. Meantime, continuing on with retail. Best Buy, favorite of mine, Richard Schultz, former CEO, Chairman Emeritus, and founder of Best Buy, last month purchased 250,000 shares, significant uh, amount of shares, at $79 and change. This is his first purchase since 2008 when the shares were trading down at 22 bucks a share. Following Richard Schultz in buying Best Buy shares and, of course, in selling shares has proved to me through the years to be a winning strategy. Yes, Best Buy does have merchandise that you know, will probably be heavily discounted this, this summer. Yes, Best Buy will probably clear some of that merchandise out at discounts, which could affect their merchandise or, or their margins. Best Buy is also trading at a very, very low price-to-earnings multiple, is trading at a very low price-to-sales multiple, and at the current price, has got a dividend yield just under 5%. Well, I'll take that yield. I'll take that dividend, which Best Buy did not say anything about cutting in their earnings report. And I'll put that in my pocket while I wait, and I have to wait very patiently for those shares to 
shelf appreciate. I still like parts of retail, which I've emphasized, do love Amazon as well as Apple, but I've been saying that for decades now. And I would not fear, particularly if you do your homework, investing in some corners of real of retail. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll do this again on Thursday. You got a deal. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.